What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelly Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry, because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. Happy New Year, everyone. We have a special guest on the Lamb Fam podcast today, and it is my mom, Linda Hager. Hi, mom. Hi, Shelly. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. All right, so we are just going to kind of jump right into it. I feel like I feel like this is an important podcast because I think sometimes people don't realize that miscarriage and pregnancy loss and infertility can affect more than just the person who's going through it, but it can affect, you know, all of the family members as well, especially a mom or a grandma. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about like your point of view. So this is a little different than we normally do is we normally have, you know, other women on here who have dealt with miscarriage, but I think it'd be cool just to share kind of like our dynamic. So if you want to just start by um, introducing yourself a little bit, and then maybe just like explaining me from a mom point of view and no hard feelings, say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Linda Hager. Um, I have three daughters and I own an antique store. So I've always kind of been a little bit of an entrepreneur where I think that's where Shelly might get that from. And I've always done a little bit of everything just like her. So I think we're a lot alike in that respect. And you were my third child that I had. And, um, I think we were a little bit hoping for a boy, and out came Shelly. Then we have the the capability of finding out everything that you guys can find out nowadays. So we were very excited, though, um, to have another girl. I, I kind of always wanted just to have all sisters, that they could all have sisters. So I was very excited for that. Um, you were born five weeks early and just like your other two sisters and when you were two weeks old you stopped breathing um you've got you ended up getting rsv we ended up in minneapolis children's for almost two weeks with you and you were on life support for about a week so it was a very trying time and i think that maybe bonded us a little bit more because i had to actually be with you I couldn't get babysitters for like seven months. Um, if somebody babysat you, they had to be trained in CPR. You never did have another episode, but it was all precautionary. That's kind of who I am, where you fall in line with the kids. You were always really independent, um, very kind of stubborn when we would say it was time to go and you didn't want to go. You would tell us to leave you at home alone. And one time I actually drove around the block, came back thinking you would be crazy but nope you were sitting in the same spot playing with your toys so, <laughs> always been a little bit independent on that respect yeah I've always been somebody if you tell me what to do that's not the right way to do it because I won't do it then that's kind of uh, <laughs> and I think you're right we 
we're a lot alike, which I think is great. And we're really close, but I think it can also cause us to butt heads a little bit. Butt heads every now and then, I will say that. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, and I think we, I think this definitely, the experience that I went through with, you know, four miscarriages and now being pregnant definitely tested that a little bit. Um, so I think that that will be interesting for people to kind of hear about because as close as we are, it also can cause, you know, us to, because I I think because as a mom, I wanted to take your pain away and I can't do that. And you were a little frustrated, I think with me wanting to be maybe as involved as I wanted to be, needed to be. And like you said, I'm extremely independent. So that couldn't have been easy for you either. Um, So what were your thoughts when Matt and I, because we had like a little party and we sat, you know, you and dad and Jenny and Christy, which are my sisters, my nieces and Matt's parents down. And we just had like a dinner and we announced that we were pregnant. Um, I remember that being like a really fun, exciting, nerve wracking time and something that um, I struggle with still today, just because with that first pregnancy, you kind of never get that back. Mm -hmm. Um, What were your thoughts when we told you that we were pregnant? I was, I was very shocked. Um, because we do talk a lot, and I didn't really know that you were. Yeah, we didn't tell. We didn't tell anyone. <laughs> so I was very shocked, very excited. If you ever watch the video, and I think you've posted it, I, I'm like dumbfounded. I, I kept saying, did they just say you're pregnant? Um, so we were so excited, and I agree with you. The hard, hard part about that is, is we don't get that back. We don't ever get that feeling of being told that. Um, not to take away from this lucky number five, because that was as exciting, but you don't get that back of the first pregnancy. And um, as a grandparent, immediately when you hear that, you envision your grandchild, you right away start making plans for that baby. Yep. You, I mean, you and Bonnie started buying things yep. and we're getting excited about it as we were too. Um, if you, if anybody's read my ebook, I, I, I consider it being naive, which is something that I never would have probably said before going through miscarriage. Uh, Because we were only, when we told you guys, we were only five weeks at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were still really early, but we were just really excited. And you guys are such a big part of our lives that we decided to tell you guys early. Now, we lost that pregnancy at about six weeks. What were your thoughts then? Or like, how was that for you? Again, I think I wanted to take the pain away from you. Um, So I tried to be really strong. Um, There's a big difference from when I went through pregnancies and and today's pregnancies. You guys know a lot earlier. So I think for me, that was hard to tell any of my friends because I think in their minds, it was back in the days where everybody said, oh, it was for a reason, Um, you know. That happened for a reason. And maybe that is a little bit true, but as a grandparent to be, I don't know if you want to hear that right then, just like you probably didn't want to hear it. And um, so that was really hard for me, Um, just knowing how excited you and Matt were, knowing how excited all of us were. I, I think it was just very hard. You just... You don't think it's going to happen to your child. I think that's the big thing. 
Yeah, for sure. I think it's difficult because I think some people just don't think of it as even a pregnancy when right. it's that early. And I did hear that from people. Um, and again, I, I, I find now that maybe I've said some of those things to people and I will never, ever say anything like that again. Um, because I know how painful it is to hear that because I'm sorry, the minute you find out you're pregnant or a grandparent finds out they're going to be a grandparent, you have plans for that baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know I will never, I ever say something like that to anybody ever again. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I've probably said stuff like that before too. Right. And um, I think it's because people just want to, say something and yeah know what to say and that's why I'm so proud of you and Matt for putting your story out there um people have come to me now and told me that they've had miscarriages that I never knew had Mm -hmm. just before so um I think getting the word out there and being as vulnerable as you've been in this um story of your life um I think that's been really eye-opening for me as a, as a woman too, just to know other women go through this and, and maybe we're not really there for them. I remember you messaged me because I didn't want to talk on the phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) after I, after I went to the ER and you had messaged me saying, I can bring you dinner. Like, let me know what I can do, that kind of stuff. And (laughs) I was just like, nope, nope, yep, nope. I'm good. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how was that? Like, how did that feel? <laughs> I think, again, it's like, I just want to take the pain away from you. And I know I can't. So I wanted to do something. And yeah, it probably hurt me. But I had to, I had to keep telling myself that I had to think of where you were coming from at that moment. And I needed to just back off. And that's, as you know me, that's not always the easiest thing for me to do. I want to always be in there helping and doing what I can for people and especially my own children. So, yeah. Uh, so when we found out we were pregnant with number two, what did you think? I was excited again. I right away said a prayer. Um, I, I think you're on pins and needles. Um Again, because you you really don't believe it could happen again, but you are so scared it's going to happen again that um, I think every time the phone rang and it was you, I was almost afraid to pick it up. Yeah. Because we lost that one pretty fast. Yes. And then that one, though, we were still kind of like hopeful oh, for. Yes, so I fit you to the doctor on that one, I believe. No, I think that was the third one, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause the second one we, we lost like right away. Um, and we didn't even like announce it to you guys. We kind of just, cause like I said, we've been, it's almost like you're robbed of that moment. So like, mm-hmm. we didn't do like a big announcements announcement. We just text you guys. Right. Um, saying that we were pregnant. We ended up losing that baby, like only a couple days later, um, at like five weeks pregnant. But then we got pregnant with number three and that's the one that you ended up coming to the doctor with me because I knew I was losing it and I kept kept trying to give us that hope didn't I yeah and so like I didn't even start bleeding before I was like this something's not right I know that I'm losing this pregnancy and the doctor did a pelvic exam and he was like nope everything looks good but we'll take your blood and I remember you were so hopeful 
I was and so cool. that for some reason that was extremely hard for me um, because I was like, no, mom, like, let's just get straight to the point. This isn't going to happen. And you were like, I don't know. I don't know. Even like seeing like the numbers drop, you were like, well, you haven't started bleeding yet. Like yes. this could be good. And I think we struggled a little bit with communication then because it was like, I think for me, it was more of, and I don't think people realize this, but I've talked to a lot of other people who have dealt with pregnancy loss and, for me, it was like the more hopeful other people were, it almost felt like I was like letting them down, even though like you guys would never blame me for anything or like ever feel like I was letting you guys down. It was almost like this, a, a guard was up and I wanted everybody else to have their guard up too. Right. Which, I, know, I, I knew, you know, there was that part of me that knew that you needed me to say you were going to miscarriage, Carrie, mm -hmm. but I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. That I wanted it so bad for you that I just was thinking that was the best thing for me to do was to be hopeful for you. Yeah. Which I think is a normal thing to do. Like, and yeah. I think, I think that that is a way that can help a, a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of moms do that. Um, and everybody's different in how they handle this kind of stuff. But for some reason, like, I don't know. It's just who I am. I was like, nope, I just need to be real. I, I just need to be real and get through this. And I think that's really hard for family members to do. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I think, again, we're, we're hopeful for ourselves. We're hopeful for you um, and Matt. And... Um, yeah, maybe being a little bit on the selfish side, we wanted it too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then pregnancy number four, I again just had like this bad feeling about it. Remember yeah. my nut, my HCG levels were going up and everything was looking good. And I was just like, this, this isn't it. So we kind of went through that same experience. Yeah. I feel like I really shut down throughout um, number three and number four pregnancy like I was just like I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to hear what anybody has to say about it like I'm just going to po post it on YouTube and keep to myself after that <laughs> yeah and I think that maybe was a little hard for maybe some of us family members too because you were out there on YouTube talking yeah. about it but you wouldn't talk to us yeah and, um I think that was hard and for us to watch you go through and feel like maybe we felt like you couldn't tell us and that was hurtful a little bit to us, mm -hmm. even though I think we all understood deep down. Um, but I yeah. think that we just felt like, why can't she come and talk to us if she's going to talk about it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I was so, I thought this has to be the one. And then after you lost number four, I remember thinking, I don't think she can go through this again. And, and I was like almost afraid to find out you were pregnant. Yeah. Because I just didn't know if you could handle it. Mm -hmm. I remember you guys being like, kind of that, that, that was another hard thing for all of us as family members was me being vulnerable on YouTube. And finally, I, right. I kind of was like, listen, it's either I post it here and I talk about it here because this is almost my journal yeah. or I don't talk about it at all. 
Right. And then I think you guys were like, okay, this is just who she is. And this is her way of getting it out. And it is weird. You guys had to basically like and subscribe to my YouTube (laughs) to learn what was going on in my life. We kept begging you not to at least post something until you let us know. (laughs) Um, So that we didn't have to see it on YouTube. But I can, I'll tell you, I like every five minutes was jumping onto your Instagram or to see if you were posting anything. And yeah, I go between number four and number five. I really did that because I'm like, okay, she posts her, her, you know, the pregnancy tests. And I'm like, okay, she hasn't posted anything yet. And I was just like obsessed with it. You you guys thought I was going to tell the world I was pregnant before I I told you guys. And I was like, I promise you if anything big (laughs) happens, you guys will know beforehand. Yeah, but it was kind of funny and weird for us because number five, you did decide to wait to tell us. Yeah. So I was like, again, I was like obsessed and I kept talking to your sisters do you guys know something? Do you know something? Because I had this, I don't know if it's just a instinct mothers have from their daughters or sons. Um, but I really felt like you were pregnant with number five before you told us you were pregnant. And, yeah. But I pretended but I, to drink and I pretended. Yes. <laughs> so I remember on the 4th of July going, is she pretending or is she actually drinking? And I remember asking your sister, is she drinking those drinks or are you you pretending to me oh no she's drinking them and I'm like okay so she's not pregnant and then I find out later that they you guys were faking it yeah (laughs) that's another that's kind of another hard thing for anyone out there going through pregnancy loss or miscarriage like if you didn't really intend to tell people that you were trying to get pregnant and then you got pregnant you told people and then you lose it. Now everybody knows that you're trying to get pregnant. So right. not, and now, and now you have a lot of people involved in like, Oh, is she pregnant? Always questioning, which isn't an easy thing when you've lost a baby right. to have people questioning if you're pregnant. Cause you're like, good God, like I, what I wish, I wish I was pregnant. And I, yeah, I constantly watched your, your Instagram and stuff because I didn't want to, question you all the time I know I did yeah I did and but I tried really really hard not to especially to between number four and five rightfully so I mean I'm your daughter like I'm sure you just I'm gonna be a mom like I'm sure I'm gonna do the exact same thing (laughs) um so we told you we were pregnant for the fifth time, which is we are 32 weeks right now. So everything's going good. But we told you at 10 weeks. Right. Um, so we held that one a secret, I think. And I, I didn't post it on YouTube before I told you that. <laughs> I didn't post it anywhere. We kept it a secret because I was having such bad anxiety about it and just couldn't even talk about it. I couldn't talk about it on YouTube. I couldn't talk about it on Instagram. I couldn't talk about it with you guys because every time I talked about it, it was, again, it was just kind of like putting a guard up. It was Mm -hmm. like, I didn't want to believe it was real because I wanted to protect myself if something were. Can you hear me? Jenny started calling me. Um, I wanted to protect myself if something were to happen. But at 10 weeks, because we had never made it past six, I felt a little bit safer. We had seen the heartbeat. We had had multiple ultrasounds. And um, we 
were, I mean, after five pregnancies, I think you're just like ready to find out anything and everything. So we did the sneak peek gender DNA test, which you can see over (laughs) on my YouTube. Um, And we found out if it was a boy or girl. So I, for me telling you guys, I, that was like a way for me to get that back to have like a new experience again right. was to not just tell you we were pregnant, but to tell you that it was a boy. Right. Yeah. So we made cupcakes, filled them with blue. My sister and I have a cupcake business. So this wasn't out of the ordinary. We wanted you guys to taste test them. Yeah, and you... I thought they were Cinnabon ones. I was really excited <laughs> about that. Let me tell you. But this is more exciting because when you bit into it, it was blue. But I remember your face was like, what the heck? I did. Like, I why, guys? I why would you put this in your business? <laughs> I thought, well, I thought to myself, why would you put blue frosting into a Cinnabon cupcake? And I kept thinking, and I, I think I even said, Jenny and Shelly, this is really stupid to put blue. I said, why would you put blue frosting? And you said, well, because it's a maybe it's a boy. And I went, the cupcake's a boy? <laughs> Sean <laughs> at first, and then then it, and then you said, "Well, maybe I'm having a boy," and then then I caught on. I wasn't that dumb. Then I you looked at my up. stomach though, and you were like, "I did." Because how I do you thought, know? You're not far along. How do you know? <laughs> I thought you had to be 20 weeks pregnant to not find now. out. Not nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so how? I mean, how was that experience knowing that we had made it that far when you had found out we were pregnant? You know, I think in my, I think it was almost relief for me not to be in on that first part. Go through all the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was that. And then there was that part, oh, I wish I could have been there for her going through this. And, um. Nope, I have Zoloft for that. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just so, so excited. And then we have three girls and we have two granddaughters. So to hear it was a boy was very exciting for us because I'm not sure I'm going to know what to do with a boy, but we will find out very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you kind of ruined it because you bit into the cupcake while dad walked away (laughs) and I wasn't going to be like, don't eat the cupcake because I wanted it to be a surprise. So then dad, when he came back, he, we made him eat the cupcake, which he didn't want to eat. Right. Um, but we forced him to, and he, he didn't understand, like, he didn't even, he saw the blue and he was like, oh yeah, it's a, it's good. <laughs> so, and then I told him it was a boy and I remember I hugged him and he was like shaking. Yeah. I think he just couldn't believe we were going to finally get a boy in this family, even though we would have loved another girl cause they're just so much fun. Um, and we know what to do with a girl. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun to figure all this stuff out for a boy. Yeah. Um, and I didn't allow you guys to buy anything no, for a while. Did. You still did. But I was like, don't give it to me. <laughs> I don't want anything. I don't want anything to, you know, because in my head, even still at 32 weeks, I'm just like, if something were to happen, like I always think about it. I'm like, gosh, if something were to happen and now we have the nursery done and now we have all of these clothes, like that's going to be so difficult. And that's how I was throughout this whole pregnancy. So I didn't really start accepting anything until a little bit later in pregnancy this time. But what would you say was the hardest thing as a grandma? So not as my mom, but as a grandma to like the babies 
to, or even like just being a grandma with the nieces and knowing what it's like to kind of go through all of those losses. Um, I think as a grandma, I think, I think that you're so sad, but yet again, you can't really show that sadness because you're trying to be strong for everybody else. And I don't think people get it that it's as hard. It may be not as hard. I don't know. I think it is um, on a grandparent to lose a baby as it is for the parents. Um, and nobody gets that. And so yeah. it was hard for me to talk about it because, again, I come from a generation where people really didn't talk about it much. And so I think that was the hardest part for me was to talk about it. I, You know, I know people sometimes didn't want to tell me that they're, they were going to be grandparents because um, I mm-hmm. think afraid of how I was going to handle it. I was excited for people. I'm, you know, I would never not be excited for somebody because we were going through some losses. Um, but I, again, I just don't think people understand that it's it's very hard for a grandparent to um, go through a miscarriage with their child, um, and they're losing that baby that they had already dreamt about. Yeah, I think it's very similar to the mom in a sense, besides the fact that it's not your body emotionally, right. like your grandma mm-hmm. at that point, once you find out. And so to then like lose it, then, you know, you have the same triggers as I probably do yeah. where, you know, seeing a mom <laughs> and a grandma, like seeing, you know, a girl with a stroller and the grandma yeah. is probably difficult, just like it is difficult for me to see a mom with a stroller after going through something like that. Uh, I, I really want grandparents to know um, that it's okay that to feel those things. It's, it's okay to feel those things. And, and just maybe don't I, express them to, totally to the daughter. Daughter, right. But <laughs> hopefully you have maybe a friend that you can, you know, discuss it with because, or I was lucky I had your sisters I could talk yeah. to about it also. Um, so if I didn't feel like I wanted to, talk to you or tell you something that I was feeling because I wanted to protect you I could talk to them and um I think that they understood you know but then they would tell me to you know now mom you have to think about Shelly and you have to and I and I knew that deep down but I still wanted somebody to acknowledge my feelings yeah that I was struggling with and um you know and again, sometimes in your book, you talk about the difference between how you and Matt dealt with things. And your your dad and I are very much the same. Yeah. You know, I dealt with it way differently than he did. Not that he wasn't hurt and um, felt for you. He kind of took it on a totally different level than I did. Yeah. So. What was the hardest thing as a mom watching your daughter? I think that's it. Wanting to yeah. take that pain away and watching your daughter go through this loss after loss and thinking to yourself, how is she going to be able to handle anymore? Yeah. And again, that's why I'm, I'm so extremely proud of you that you have touched so many people um, that are, you know, sending you messages and I like, if I see a message, I, you know, that you've shown me it, it just gives me, really a good feeling in my heart that I know that you have I think helped a lot of people get through this when they yeah. go through it 
And I hope as a grandparent, I can help somebody go through it as a grandparent. Yeah. Hopefully somebody feels comfortable enough to reach out to you because they know that, you know, if they don't have anyone to talk to like you did, they can talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you learn through all of this? I know personally I learned a lot. What did you learn as my mom? I, I think I learned quite a bit too. I learned, I think you and I learned a little bit more on how to communicate with each other. I feel like we've come a long way in the last um, year on our communication skills. I feel like we're not butting heads quite as often as we yeah. had. And um, I've learned that I, I'm i stronger than I thought I was. I mm-hmm. learned you're way stronger. I always knew you were strong, but uh, you, you were way stronger than I could have ever imagined anybody being. And um, I, I don't know. I think I just, I learned what to say and not to say to people also. Yeah. I think I personally get that from you. I was actually thinking about that the other day when things that go wrong, I feel like there's like this resilience that like builds up in me. That's like, uh, 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 and I just like attack it. And I think that you did, you always did that growing up when we went through hard things, you know, in our childhood, you were always the one that like just stepped up and did what you needed to do to make sure everything was okay. And I think that is what's hard because I wanted to step up because that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. And and you were not really letting me for a while. And so um, that was hard. That was very hard as a mom of, of a daughter going through this is that I just wanted to take that pain away from you and tell you everything was going to be okay. And, and I couldn't really do that. Yeah. Any advice to <laughs> other mother-daughter relationships out there who are going through the same thing right now? I, again, I think my best advice is to just really listen to your daughter and know when she needs you and when to back off. Um, and, and to just, again, really listen and be there, but to step away when you need to step away. Yeah. I always say one of the things that I've learned too, just through going through it with my own experiences, um, like just like how people have tried to help. It's like, I get that they're just trying to help, but when somebody's going through a hard time to, instead of what's going to make me feel better about this situation Mm -hmm. is like, what's going to make them feel better about the situation. It's just kind of changing. Cause I think sometimes you, Everyone wants to help, but the right. person who is going through it maybe doesn't need help. They need you to just base. <laughs> yeah, just do what they, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but that's one thing that I've learned. But thank you, Mom, for jumping on. I know it's not always easy to talk about, but I think it's really cool that you as a grandma and a mom we're able to kind of share your story. If there are any grandmas out there that do want to reach out to you, I don't know how many grandmas listen to podcasts. If there are any that do want to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, what's the easiest? I guess that's In- not good. Instagram, maybe. Yeah, Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Linda's. Seller. I think it's, L- is it L Seller or Linda Seller? 
<laughs> try both try both everyone it's either yeah. linda's seller or l seller both might the pop up actually name of my store so that's why it's under that so i apologize it's not linda hager but um that's what it is and everyone should go follow her anyways because she has some really cool um she's the one that decorates my house and <laughs> does all that stuff for me because for some reason that's a piece that i didn't get from her so <laughs> All right. Thanks, I love Mom. Out with that stuff. <laughs> I love you. I'm very, very, very proud of you. So thank you. Love you too. All right. Thanks for bye. jumping on. Yep. Bye bye.